0: The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 64 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs.
0: I'm Dave Engel in
2: Syracuse, New York. I'm Joel Kuppel in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm Matt Barese in Chicago.
1: Welcome back to the podcast that has spent eight weeks locked in a house with its wife and kids and is ready to volunteer for a 12-month vaccine trial. Yeah, I think uh, it's a different kind of isolation, but it's the good kind, right?
0: It's the good kind of isolation. (laughs) I was talking to somebody today that... uh, I work with that doesn't have a spouse or children. And they're like, yeah, I just feel so alone. I'm like, am <laughs> like, what's that like? Yeah. it's
1: So nice. <laughs> yeah. I hit a
3: wall today where I was like, and I, I just needed time to work, but you know, there's been a lot of family bliss over the past eight and a half weeks. I mean, really wonderful moments. I think if you didn't die in this, or if your loved ones didn't die, there's a lot to be, or if you didn't go broke, right there's a lot to be said for it, but but man, today I just hit a wall where I was like, can you guys just go for a walk for like two days, please?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have a hard time balancing all of it. Like I, I was, I've been fine in when life was normal, but now it's like I'm supposed to work from home, teach my kids, Mm -hmm. play with my kids and also not screw up anything in front of my wife. (laughs) <laughs> and I can't, and I can't do all those in one single space. And and so it's been, I don't know, it's been stressful. Maybe you could screw up things in front of your wife, like out in the shed or something. You'd have a, a
3: separate space for that. We need a separate space. Well, I saw kind.
1: Twitter just announced that they're letting their employees work from home for as long as they want, not just like forever, like for the rest of the uh, you know, history future. of the company. And Until you know the pandemic
0: kills everybody. And you know,
1: there's got to be some people who are like, you know, their wife heard it and, and she was like, did you hear it? That's such great news. You're going to stay home forever. And he's like,
0: see, honey.
1: <laughs> no, I really but think I got to go a, in the office.
3: Here's a real question for all three of you. The, and if you, you guys, Joel's been on the show before. He was like our fourth roommate in college. And uh, so he's he's back with us. If you're like, Joel, who's Joel? You, you've, you've heard him on the show before. Um, he's representing the, uh, the the Southern states, the Confederacy. <laughs> our, and
1: the real, real quick, though, Joel, you've got uh, two kids. Give us ages and whatever you want to tell us real quick. Just a reminder.
2: Uh, I live just outside of Savannah, Georgia, in a beautiful little town in between Hilton Head and Savannah. And I've got uh, a seven-year-old and a 10-year-old. Wife uh, is working from home right at the moment, uh, going nuts, trying to teach our kids and um, and then I, I work in Savannah and make that commute in every day
1: and you know uh, we 'll never forget where Joel lives because he sends us screenshots of the weather <laughs> uh, of the weather app from down there every day
3: every sure. day and keep in mind, like Todd and I live in the like probably most famous horrible weather place in the country, which is Chicago, but Ingle. Ingalls weather looks, I mean, makes Chicago look like Savannah, right? Yeah. So there's just degrees <laughs> yeah. of horrible. And every day we've got Joel Duncan on us every day. Screen caps <laughs> of the weather channel, picture of the magnolia blossoms blooming or whatever the hell they do in the South. While, while Dave's trying to dig down to find the roof of his car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked my dog at three in the morning uh, this morning because that's when I walked my dog. And there was snow on the ground. Uh, <laughs> yeah may 13th. may 13th yeah
2: May 13th. we were we were out on the trampoline i had put the we have an air fort which is like a big tent that you can uh, fill with a giant fan put that out on the trampoline yesterday it was 70 degrees and sunny it was wonderful
3: yeah see todd you could probably uh you got a big yard out there in uh, the western suburbs you could probably buy a trampoline and there's two days a year where you could just have a great, great time
0: on it oh i know yeah. What would you do with those 48 hours?
1: <laughs> That's 48 <laughs> hours of the year. And then, uh, and then three days later, it gets blown out of my yard, you know, four houses down. Right. Into, <laughs> and tangled Tornado. up with someone else's trampoline that they use two days a year. And then we're yeah. off trying to figure that out. Where
0: are the people... I want to talk to somebody who has had the, the idea of digging out a hole in their yard and putting a trampoline in it.
1: Yeah, How you, does that, I've seen that where you I take... Thought of that. You, t- you take the trampoline, you just dig it out like an in ground pool and drop yeah. it in. And then that I seems
0: guess... somehow the opposite of an, of an above ground pool. It's like it's trashy, like an above ground pool, somehow mm-hmm. to me. Like I've got this uh-huh. idea. I'm going to dig a big hole in my yard and put a trampoline in it. Well,
2: and you that's still have thing. to care for it, though.
1: Yeah, there's right. And then what happens underneath that trampoline? Like oh, what's going God. on under there? How Who's...
0: many raccoons do yeah. you have living in your <laughs> backyard? <laughs> Or snakes, or snakes, yeah. or skunks, yeah, deadly molds. It's, it's
1: one of those things that you see a picture of it and you think, "Oh, that's a good idea." And then in reality, though, either you need to put in way more money and work into
2: it to make it not a disgusting I didn't know pit.
3: Know about this? An in-ground trampoline? I have seen yeah. It, yeah. What's
2: the benefit that you can't fly off and you don't break your bones? Fall off of anything? Yeah, you don't fall off of anything, even right. if you got the nets. Yeah.
3: Because above-ground trampolines are the equivalent of above ground pools in so far as they are just a machine of death and destruction right <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah i you know how many like how many h- hundreds and hundreds of pounds of dirt you're moving you know what i mean like you've got to yeah. dig
1: and you've got to what, put it somewhere or pay feet? somebody to take it away and then when you're yeah. all, then in 2 years when your kids outgrow the trampoline you've got to pay someone to bring you back a bunch <laughs> of dirt to, yeah. to refill that like,
3: there are there are certain uh Grown-up toys that are, I guess, are status sim- symbols that never work out, right? Pools are one, right? Everybody has a pool for a little while, and then they mm. fill it in or they turn it off or they tear it down because it's way more expensive than they thought and way more work than they thought, and the neighbor kid drowned, right? Yeah. Trampolines. Somebody breaks a bone every day, right? Yeah. Um Convertibles, right? Everybody wants a convertible, and they have it for like a year, and they get rid of it. Yeah. Um what else? Whirlpool tubs. Nobody likes their Whirlpool tub because it molds. To some degree, basements. What, what else? Are like? Ev- everybody wants it and everybody gets rid of it and nobody
0: ever learns. Pop-up campers? Sure. Water yeah. beds. Water, water beds. beds. Boats. Boats. I was trying to explain water Boats. beds to my daughters. Uh, <laughs> When's the last the time you've day? seen a water bed? Does anyone <clears throat> consent- – Was the last time you saw your daughters? Um, <laughs> I haven't seen – I had a water bed in high school.
1: Well, like, I, I had one post-college when I was a uh, roommate. We lived across from you and Joel were living together, and Matt and I lived together. And right. I had a waterbed that I got off of, like, what was the equivalent of, like, Facebook Marketplace in, like, 2000? I don't know what.
3: Oh, right. Proto Craigslist, right? I don't, know, Back yeah.
1: alley. I don't even know how yeah. I found it. Um, I didn't find rice. it, but I bought it off of somebody. But, yeah, and I, I did have Late a waterbed. Late 90s right.
3: Craigslist, Sugar Ray's list. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was night, you on had to put bed, extra but, yeah. water in, right? Yeah. <laughs> gotta fill, gotta fill, they deal.
0: always leaked. Always. Like yeah. it, like they put it like the guys, the big hulking guys would come and put it in. They'd fill up with water. They'd leave the the room. And one guy would like, oh, yeah, and come back in, take a knife, stab <laughs> the waterbed, and then walk out.
1: Good luck. Yeah, my, yeah. my parents had a waterbed when I was growing up. And the one time they let me sleep in it, I wet the bed because – I'd never yeah. been in a waterbed before. I I had a dream that I was like in a giant pool. So I peed in it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we lived together and you had that waterbed, you traveled for work so i'd be oh, like hey no. I, i'm gonna i'm gonna have a lady over check out todd's waterbed slap on a little of my high high karate cologne put some <laughs> steely dan on the wi-fi and check out this waterbed and that waterbed was a nightmare
1: no it's bad you would bottom out on it sometimes if there wasn't <laughs> enough water on it. so yeah it was just a bed it was bad all around but i was stuck with it for a year i had to commit committed for the year <laughs> Ugh.
2: Um, did you yeah. just throw it out or did you sell it to somebody
1: I have no idea what happened to it. I think I just walked away from it. (laughs) Well, it was an apartment apartment. complex, so I'm sure I was able to just put it in the parking lot and someone drove by and took it. (laughs) You know, that's that's, everybody's apartment in that complex was furnished by other people's garbage.
0: So do you remember the time I set off the fire alarm there? Yes. So I... I don't. uh, Were we there? uh, Yes. uh, Yeah. Yes, you were there. I set off... uh, So I don't know how many buildings are in that complex. But uh, I was cleaning the bathtub, and I turned on the hot water the sh- on the shower, and I left. I forgot about it for like 15 minutes, came back in, opened the door to the bathroom, the steam <laughs> poured out, set off the fire alarm. And, but, and all of a sudden, I walk outside. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck for five minutes. And I see like hundreds of people <laughs> leaving the apartment complex. I yeah. said, uh, what the hell, man? Uh, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, Some who would have done that? That's some <laughs> dude's waterbed leaked.
1: Well, that's like stabbing someone with an icicle because by the time the fire trucks get there, all the steam's <laughs> gone and they're like, what happened? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, that was the great thing. And that was, this is 90s technology. They didn't know, be, apparently they were all connected somehow or they didn't know whose fire alarm went off. They didn't know what building it was. So they were asking us, does anybody know? Yeah. <laughs> Is anybody's house on fire? <laughs> and so I had like to, so I had to fess up. I had did like, you though, me sir? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then they came into our apartment. I'm Lame. so
2: embarrassed. So <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care.
0: I cared a little bit.
1: Just tell me. I was, I, I was embarrassed. Uh, you know, Mister Firefighter, I really needed to open up
3: my pores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything about that that living arrangement, and that's where. So Joel and Dave lived across the hall from Todd and I. So we just left our left our doors unlocked and left the screen door unlocked, which led to the parking lot. So Ingle would always pop park in the parking lot, walk through our screen door at any hour of the day or night, walk through our apartment, and walk to his apartment, which would terrify the guests. That like, this Kramer <laughs> yeah. dude would let just pop in. It but was made
0: for a sitcom setup. It, right? oh, for
3: like sure. it was for sure. But everything I think about that place was like weird old technology. Like, that's the last time I bought any VH, VHS tapes. Like, there was like a, uh, there was like a, maybe it was a rental store, but they were like clearing out their VHS type tapes. And I decided that would be a great time to invest in VHS. So I had like <laughs> lots of VHS. There's a waterbed. Um, we had net zero. <laughs> <laughs> we did have net zero. The free like dialogue. Lots, all our coasters were AOL. Uh, CD discs, you know, mm-hmm. like free, free AOL discs were the coasters. And we, I was trying to explain to Viva what an iMac was. Cause Todd, you were the king of the iMac. You had a Saturn and an
0: iMac.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, oh, yeah,
0: you were the bubble boy there. That
1: was my, uh, my first big splurge, so. uh, mm-hmm. was, was getting a big blue iMac.
3: We were listening to the, uh, we had, um, Alexa was playing, See, I said like Alexa, yeah. like 17 cylinders just lit up around my house right now, um, was playing Rolling Stone songs. And she's like a rainbow came on. Oh, yeah. And I was like, and so I I went into this old man spiel about what an iMac was and how that was the song on the commercial. And Viva was like. What do you mean it was a giant round box? What do you mean you could buy it in different colors? Like you are. That was considered. A, that was considered a portable computer at the time
1: because it was. It, was, it had a handle had on a it. Handle.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was a giant tube screen. So it was still 50 pounds. <laughs> nice work, Steve Jobs.
3: <laughs> well, we were game. We had LAN parties, right? We would plug our computers yeah. into one another and play Quake. Um, yeah. Which again, would... sounds like I used to to talk in one can and then Todd would hear it on on the other end of the stream.
1: But you, you all had to be in the same room. So you had to bring your computers together, right? Yeah. We, I, I would take it up to Milwaukee and all my brother's friends and we would put we'd all bring our computers to the same house to set up a network so we could play a game with each other.
0: That's a level of nerddom that kids today can't even understand. Mm -hmm. Like I've got, I got neighbor kids around here that like all they do, they sit in their basement and play video games all day. But, they would that's, – that's a level that they'd be like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> how do you look at yourself?
1: You know? I still like video games. I was playing Modern Warfare today. Like, I just – I don't know. I suck at it. I'm so bad <laughs> at the video games. I'm so bad. Part of it is um, – and thank goodness the games now have you – could, you could tell them if you're colorblind. And they'll like they're you know then they do some it changes the the way that the game is colored to help separate you know you can tell what kind of color blindness you have so that's helped a little bit but I'm just so old like I can't the reactions aren't there so you know I I get shot way more than I shoot other people but I just think I just have a lot of fun
3: wow yeah I've replaced all sleep with Breath of the Wild the heck is that I just stay up all night Link it's Adventures of Zelda like it's from a couple years ago now I think the sequel's coming I got to beat it before the sequel comes out but these games you can play for. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand hours, like you could become, you know, you could become a cello virtuoso in the time that you spend pretending to be an elf, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> collecting rubies or whatever the hell the game is. I play Tetris.
0: I play. That's I play Tetris one. every day.
1: There is <laughs> a competitive Tetris. uh We've we've watched. My sons found some videos. A guy like ooh, the world championship of Tetris. Oh, really that good, yeah. Dave. So who yeah. knows? You might be. You might have a, a
0: world championship. There aren't I there's no more I can't go any higher on levels. So I just have to like go to the top level and play for an hour. We should send you overseas
3: to to play the like Ivan Drago of Tetris. You could be a Tetris Rocky.
1: I can't wait to see that montage of him training. Force
0: Gump of Tetris.
1: <laughs> I want to see the montage of Dave training in, in Siberia, you know, in, in a solitary house, you know, lifting up blocks above his head and placing them <laughs> so on other I, blocks.
0: I was, I was uh, teaching my film class back whenever we had schools and uh, I was talking to kids about montages and I showed them the montage of Rocky from Rocky Four, the workout montage. Yes. And oh, it's incredible. It and I, incredible. it's two full length songs.
1: Yes. Yeah. I saw it about three months ago and that blew yeah. me away. I didn't realize that it's two songs of training. Yeah. It's, it's, a- it, it's a
0: lot. And he <laughs> it's what he does, though, is amazing. Like he the, the 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 physical like brute
2: strength he's mm-hmm. got is just incredible. Um
0: but so there's one uh, song from
2: the Russian perspective and one song from the American perspective. No, like no, I, I can't even remember anymore.
0: Um but Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the song's over You're like, "Oh, song's over." And they're like, uh uh-uh. uh ah, Ha, it's on fire." <laughs> yeah, one song is Stan
3: Bush and the other one is Tchaikovsky. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> Well, he must have scaled back because it seems like by four, like the montages must have gotten to eight minutes long. But if you continued at that scale, Creed Two would have you know thirty-two yeah. minute long montages. So we must have like scaled back down.
0: Well, I think I think it was playing off of his Rambo stuff too, because the the getting ready to kill people montages <laughs> from Rambo or were... the
3: headband tying montages.
0: Yeah. The Did you guys see thing? that this
3: week? The guy who played the mountain on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, he is the strongest man ever mm-hmm. and he's the first human to ever lift over a half ton.
0: Yeah, so I feel bad because <clears throat> there's a guy that lifted he lifted what was it? I, I don't know kilos at all. So it could be a million kilos and it would not <laughs> make any He's the first one to lift over whatever he's just said. But he one only ton? lifted half like, a ton. But he lifted right? like 2 pounds more than the guy that did it like a year ago. So like the guy that did it a year ago, I watched a a short documentary on his process in doing it. And it was a big deal. Cause that was the first time it was, what is it? A thousand kilos, 5,000, whatever it is. It was the first time anybody had done it. And it was incredible. Cause he, you watch him do it. And he talks about the mental, like the place he had to go mentally. And like, he lifts the, the weight and dude, his eyes turn blue. What? His what were they eyes, before? Like brown. His <laughs> eyes change
1: his eyes change color. Because our bodies aren't meant to do that, so He
0: drops it and passes out. Oh jeez. Well the first thing you do
3: before you lift it is wrap yourself in a thousand elastic bands so you don't explode like a Coke can when you lift the weight. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I it's incredible. And so I, I was a little disheartened that he did that he that he the mountain was able to do that because I don't know. The guy seemed to work so hard for one less pound. Right. <laughs> you know, I guess that's what no he, name. So now he's just not, you know, not going right, to get the mountain. Jeez. It's all that's these Northern thing. European guys whose names are like Fergen, Forgen, Borgen. And
3: uh, <laughs> is it, is it just the strongman competitions? It's always them. Is it just because there's a culture of doing that there? Like there's a culture so. of running in Kenya and a culture of baseball in the Dominican Republic, or are those cats somehow phenotypically predisposed to be stronger?
0: Well, they're nine feet tall, right? And they're they have bigger builds. You know, if you're in Asia, you're you're you know you're not going to be as big. You know, if you're in America, you're going to be super fat. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I've eaten
3: all the mayonnaise. Surely, I can lift this. (laughs) This fat
2: helps. Helps. He's six six foot nine and four hundred. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like uh, what's his face, the swimmer? Like he's just sort of born what's the, what's the guy's name phelps phelps yeah, uh, just know. born with a perfect body for swimming right mm-hmm. and you know no one will beat his records in you know 50 years
3: because you can't be the rocky of that at some point like at the level at which we're operating physics is involved right so if i did the mountains workout i'm still too short so his like his yeah. levers are 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 better right yeah yeah that's well, too bad and eventually there
1: has a, to be a weight limit to what humans because your body like you said you've got to wrap yourself in those bands so you don't explode but like your <laughs> arms that lift it i, I mean there's got to be a weight limit to how much your tendons and ligaments can hold your bones together before you just rip your arms off if you're strong like
3: watching people's on instagram people's uh uh like what's what do you call that stupid wor- workout program where you hurt yourself and you do fake pull-ups uh crossfit. You hurt yourself. thank you crossfit i don't mean <laughs> like watching crossfitters my friends who are CrossFitters videos because they're doing these cleans and jerks and whatever. And I'm always thinking about the, the SNL sketch from the eighties where the, Phil Hartman pulls his arms off.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I I look at all of that and I, I I just don't envy. I I envy very few people uh, who are in, in those, those to me, they seem like extreme sports because all they do is destroy your body. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, don't you have to stop lifting a million pounds at once? Like, one yeah. deadlift? doesn't. It well, that's true. Up?
3: Most physical – like, I mean, you have to stop being a ballerina at 30, right? You have to stop being yeah. – I don't know. All four of us have really had to uh, cut back on the competitive
0: Portillo's eating. Yeah. I'm going to hit it just right. I'm going to hit mid-40s. I'm going to lose some weight. And my body is just going to be, like, soft like a baby. Like, all my joints are still <laughs> brand new because I've never used them. <laughs> <laughs> my vertebrae shot though. Um, you know, all my discs have exploded. What'd you what'd you use those for? Uh just the weight. Just the um, Just hold
2: themselves. Shoveling snow. <laughs> Shoveling
0: <laughs> snow. Digging my car out from yeah. above. <laughs> from above.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I turned forty five. <laughs> tomorrow
0: wow yeah happy birthday now I think we always I, was, I think for
1: the last five years or so we've always say you know that we're halfway dead but i really think you are you've you've you're literal lucky. now yeah i mean
3: that's the hill right when you talk about over the hill like tomorrow i will be standing at the apogee of the hill and we'll yeah. earn a korok seed and like then i'm down the hill right this is it like i don't know you're Italian, so you're probably gonna make it to mid-90s yeah. I saw my grandma this weekend. She's 95 and she looked great. sounded great doing well. And so I'm less than halfway to there. And I, I don't know how to frame that. Like some days I'm like, well, I'm, I'm less than halfway to dead. I'm okay with that. Well, pretty soon But sometimes, you- sometimes I feel like I'm new. Like sometimes yeah. I feel like I haven't been alive for that long until I look at, until I think about the technology in our old apartment, or I look at a baby picture of myself and it's clearly in the
0: past. So I just I can't decide if we're old or not. Or you look, or you look at half of the population walking down the street. <laughs> oh my god! Right, yeah. I look at Facebook and who I went to high school
3: with, and they're really old people. <laughs> yeah, we started
1: watching a TV show. You know, where we're kind of run out of things to watch, but we started watching. Um, Superstore, I think, uh, from the beginning, because we'd never really caught on to it. It's pretty, you know, it's, it's a decent show, but the two main characters are, like, in their 30s and are adults, like, full-grown adults. They, you know, have life experience, and through the first couple of episodes, I had assumed they were teenagers just based on oh, wow. what their looks and, like, how much younger I thought they looked than than myself. Or... That's depressing. And then you find out that they're, yeah, so it's like, wait, you, you're you're in your thirties and I feel like you're a teenager. You're a baby. How old? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I got know. got my periods. What? It, it just makes, it it makes all that seems so much farther away in terms of where we're at now age wise. Like when you think about, well, you know, we're still young, but, but when you think about what a 20 year old is, you know, or a 24 year old <laughs> in terms of distance and, and, uh, and just the, uh, I don't know. So those kinds of things are what kind of shakes me into the, boy, yeah. I'm really on the downside of that slope. But at the same time, then you look <laughs> at, at, and a lot of them are actors, so of course they can spend a ton of money on their looks, but people that are in their 70s and in no way look like it. Um, mm. And uh, and you feel like what we, you know, we used to think of as old, 51, 55. You know, everyone retired at 55 because you were old. and. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and now that's not really even considered old anymore, really. Yeah, I mean, oh. we always joke
3: about the about Wilford Brimley. Yeah, and the cocoon. cocoon,
1: right? You're almost there, Matt. You can be in the reboot.
3: I'm damn near to the to the the
0: Brimley cocoon line. I want to see someone play Wilford Brimley's part in Cocoon and then also play Iron Man in the same year. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, we talked about this. Brimley, when he filmed, I think when he filmed cocoon he was 49 yeah and when uh what's his face filmed iron man he was 50 right yeah so he was an old yeah so there you go
3: so you know, he was playing an elderly man about to die about and to he die was younger than an action hero sex symbol yeah
2: yeah <laughs> amazing uh, i brought this up two weeks ago and the four 20 year olds in the room said what is cocoon yeah, you know, know, there's that. That's all I need yeah. to know about them. Mm-hmm.
3: So, <laughs> yeah, the cultural references are, are pretty, pretty dating. Well, the, the four of us got together several weeks ago, like the last possible opportunity the humans got together. The four of us got together for the first time in a number of years um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I had an opera going up, and you guys were so, so kind as to come out and see my show. So, I think the four of us were together for the first time since Dave's wedding. I'm, so, I'm assuming we caused the global pandemic. Mm -hmm. in some sort of cosmic way by getting together. But when we were together, I definitely felt like we were doing well, but
0: we were not young. Right. I I try not to look at myself in the mirror much. (laughs) And I, you know what I mean? Like I was driving my car today and I saw like I was looking, like the way the rearview mirror was, like it just caught me from like halfway up my forehead to the top of my head. And so I could see like the... Recession. It was just like a. It was focused on the hairline recession. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're practically the Wolf Boy from from Weekly World News. Well, you know, it goes. I got a five head these days. You know, but I guess you've one got must, way more get...
1: hair than most people. You know, yeah, than you yeah. have a right to. So I don't. You don't get to complain. I don't no, think
0: yet. It's all I have. It's... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Driving a car. I don't know about y'all, but um, I drove a car today. I had to go to a bank. Like I had to walk into a bank, and I only have like <laughs> a, a, a you know vestibule near me.
2: Did you have a mask on?
0: I did have a mask on. Do you have mask, to wear gloves. a mask? Do you have to wear a mask in Illinois? Yeah, for sure. If if no you, one wears gloves here.
1: It's you, if Masks. you have to wear a mask, if you can't maintain the six feet is what the way mm-hmm. it's worded. So obviously anytime you go to a store or like a bank, right. um, gloves are not at all required or even, Actually, I, did, I
3: didn't wear gloves to the bank. Although when I touched the screens and stuff, I had hand sanitizer, but I do, I go out for groceries about every 10 days. And I do in fact, wear they gloves,
0: I avoid yeah.
1: touching the screen with my hands by using my tongue. Then that way I, don't yeah. my hands there you go.
0: Dirty. I use my nose, <laughs> but then I wipe my hand and rub it on my mouth,
2: <laughs> but
3: I forgot how to drive a car i mean i'm a notoriously bad driver anyway but this is the longest i've gone without driving a car with the exception of the i guess many years we all lived in new york but um i think i've lost the mojo you've
1: lost some skill yeah well did it make it feel like new like hey this is kind of a fun thing here driving a car is like it make you enjoy it or
3: i always thought i enjoyed driving i'm a country boy i thought i enjoyed driving but uh of the of the benefits of this global pandemic i would say that not, not driving a car and not buying gas and not sitting in traffic. Big, big benefit. You get Millions a lot of, of your... dead people. Not so great. Not buying gas and not sitting in traffic in Chicagoland. Not so bad. You get
2: a yeah. lot of your life back that way by not yeah. having to drive everywhere. What was the traffic like?
0: Mm, sparse for Chicago. I I read that they've been giving out tickets. Uh, they've given out like 20 tickets or something on the 405 out in LA, <laughs> which is normally always bumper to bumper, but they've, Tickets twenty or so tickets for people going over a hundred. Yeah, and so well because everything's be, like uh,
1: wide open, so they they right. feel. Then that's happened on on the highways around here too. They said they've had a lot more speeders because there's oh, sure. no traffic
2: to hold them back anymore. Right. <laughs> Super speeder tickets are up like forty percent. Is that what they're oh, yeah. called on there? Super speeders. Super speeders.
3: What's that? Over fifteen? Over.
2: It's anything over eighty-five, I guess. Right. Hmm. Something like that. But yeah, when you when you have the wide interstates, just completely wide open mm-hmm. and people just go as fast as you want. That's what happens. I, I, uh, I like driving,
0: uh, cause it's, I live two miles from where I work and, uh, I got, <clears throat> I recently bought like a used Mustang. It's a V eight. So I, you have to use it. But if I would have gotten this <laughs> when I was 25, I'd already be dead. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, because now I'm smart enough to know that I I'll kill myself. Um, <laughs> like, I've gotten it up to a hundred, but I've not, I'm not bringing it over a hundred. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it goes up to like a, you know, the the well, speedometer goes up to 140. I just uh, <laughs> no. I'm
3: not saying you're old, but you bought a convertible Mustang and you're driving it slowly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I'm slowly reverting back to,
3: I mean, I've been in, I've, I've been in cars with you where you've been like, Oh, Hey, Hey Matt, we got a rental car. Let's see if we can get it on two wheels. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've been unkind to cars before. (laughs) Uh, I, but I'm, I'm sort of reverting back to my hillbilliness from my youth, uh, uh, in, in all sorts of ways. Um, I did see you hang out of the window of that car and fire a bow and arrow with dynamite attached to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I got yelled at a cop one time because I was hanging out of a limousine window <laughs> when coming back from a Radiohead concert. Uh I was uh was having a like really out the really, sunroof or out the wind side window. Out the side window. I was sitting on the edge of the open window oh. hanging out oh. of the limousine, going down the highway. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear I hear the whoop whoop. <laughs> and this cop on a motorcycle, like, zooms up next to me and starts screaming at me. I got back in. You said, I don't, <laughs> I said, no I don't want
3: it. no scrubs. And then you went back inside the window and felt bad for yourself. I did.
1: <laughs> I so did. we, uh, like, a, a year ago, year and a half ago, we leased a car for Kelly. And I'm just thinking. Leased? Yeah, we 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 leased because and I don't want to get into too much. But Alex is driving now, so it, it, we have three cars. So we didn't. So in terms of payment wise, plus in three years, Ellie's going to start driving, and so we need options. We I don't want to, We didn't want to buy a car and be locked into it. So we leased. I'm not a big fan of leases. We leased. So what? Uh, but anyway, uh, you know the whole thing about the mileage. You know, you 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 get twelve thousand miles a year or whatever. But uh, I mean, depending on how long this goes on. Um I mean we 're going to be so far behind on the mileage that <laughs> that yeah. i i don't think there's any way that we should turn that car back in because it 's going to be worth way more than you know if we had actually driven the miles because i gosh i can't imagine i mean it hasn't gone more than uh more than a few miles in two and a half months you know so you're the first it.
3: person in the history of mankind who got a good deal on a lease well
1: that's <laughs> I don't. I don't know how the math works on that. If it's because if I basically what happens is I'm gonna have to buy it off of them in three years. So, but I think it, it'll be worth more than what I'll owe them because I'll have so little miles on it. So they gotta pay you. So maybe deal. I'll come ahead. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting to you know. Uh, like I've, I'm, I keep getting uh, emails from our auto people saying you're overdue for an oil change. I'm like, no, I'm not. It hasn't gone anywhere. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still 4,000 miles away
0: from an oil change. <laughs> I turned in my car, uh, my le- I had a lease and I turned it in, in February. That's right. And, uh, and it was, <clears throat> it was before everybody was taking this really, really seriously, the, the virus. And I called them and I said, I'm bringing in the car. I'm on my way, uh, and by the way, I'm not coming inside. And so they're like, "Uh, well, uh, but you need to – I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming inside, so it's going to be outside. I'll leave the keys in it. They're like, you have paperwork to fill out. I'm like, come outside. (laughs) So they they came outside, and I signed a couple things, and they were supposed to charge me $400 for not buying the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And they didn't. And I told you this, I think, Mm -hmm. when it happened – and they still haven't charged me. No. Nope. See, because wow. my, my
1: assumption was you'd get a bill from like the, the no. finance, you know, from the actual. Like- I probably will now. Yeah, you might. But yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: yeah.
3: yeah. They'll listen to the show and be like, oh, yeah, we forgot <laughs> oh, the bill <yeah>. that cat. we <gasps> one podcast listener. Now to. we know that Engel caused the uh, coronavirus just to save 400 bucks. He's out there chomping on bats.
0: They were good to me because uh, I lost my fob. That's the same, uh, same car. I lost my fob. I went in. The guy, uh, I go in to get it and he's like uh did you pay for this already he's like putting it in the computer i'm like uh, i don't remember
1: and they're supposed to be like a few hundred bucks right like uh a-
0: this this was three hundred dollars
1: yeah oh
3: uh, i lost and, my wife's volkswagen fob uh, yeah, in the in garden once Bought it the right? next year after she'd replaced it for over 300 bucks <laughs>
0: yeah he goes uh you uh, you uh, you pay for this already i'm like i don't know i don't remember he's like <laughs> click clickety clack well, you must have because it's not here. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You must get right. out of here, you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm a. i am I got out of 700 bucks with the. So, okay. so
1: that happened to me once, and that same thing where they they said, they said, here's the here's the fob. They're gonna program it out in the in the service department, and they'll charge you. They'll charge you for it. And I said, mm-hmm. okay. And so I gave it to the service department from the parts department. Gave it to the service department. They programmed it. And they rang me up for like $75 for the programming and nothing for the fob itself. And, and, uh, yes. you know, I mean, I, that's, I kind of feel like that's a free pass, mm-hmm. right? Like, you could, you know, yeah. you don't no yeah. obligation to fess up to that hey, 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 hold on here. I owe you $300. Like, yeah, <laughs> no,
3: that's that. Yeah. Todd standing at the pearly gates. St. Peter's looking through the book. Oh, good. Good father. Good husband. Yeah. I gave to charity. Oh, uh,
0: uh we got a little matter of a fob here. Yeah. The button. Code Saturn, $300. Oh, look, and they folded. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, no. Car companies, they're going to be all right.
1: So I have a... So the three of you all have younger... So my children are 17 and 14, so I haven't had to, like explain to them what's going on they can watch the news but your kids are on the younger side what have you how have you explained this to them in terms of having to stay home not going to school are you straightforward are you like people have germy germs like what's the what's the approach uh whoever wants to go first i don't care matt
3: well i have soft peddled a little bit i mean i'm not reading your death tolls or anything um
1: <laughs> you, mean you, don't more. Read, you don't read her joel's texts every
3: Most morning daily texts <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, cause I, you know, she got scared. Like, there, you know, it, we've been in this long enough that, um, there's been an arc of how I think for all of us of how we feel about it. Right. There's been highs and lows mm-hmm. and early on she knew something was way wrong and she started to get really weird about locking the doors to our oh. place. Like she'd get out of bed and go and make sure the back door was locked. And like, it wasn't a rational fear in any way, but clearly there was some major anxiety weighing on her. So I didn't want to. And I guess what's good and bad about the modern media environment is that because we just watch Netflix and like, you don't need to know what's going on in the world unless you choose to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not like the TV's just blaring the evening news. And so she knows it's serious enough that ain't nobody been to work or school in eight weeks. Right. Um, but she doesn't see, you know, refrigerated trucks full of bodies going down fifth Avenue. Um, but she was upset <laughs> enough that we kind of soft peddled it. Um, and she still exhibits some anxiety if she sees too many people outside or they get too close to her when we're outside riding bikes or rollerblading or whatever. Um, But she knows it's serious. And um, and she knows it's Trump's fault. And, uh, you know, we (laughs) told her all the important (laughs) stuff.
1: So, you know, we play
3: a game. We play a game every morning. We call it people or no people. (laughs) 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 We, you know, we live on a, we live on a college campus and it's, it's normally outside our kitchen window is very busy. So when we all get up for breakfast, we were pulled on the window. Well, one day I said, hey, you think there's going to be people outside this window or no people outside this window? <laughs> and we've said on this – when she was a toddler, uh, she sang this creepy little song when she'd play. She'd sing, people or – she'd sing, uh, oh, purple never people, purple never pe-, – and we never knew what it meant. It sounds like a Robert Highland novel, it, like soon to be a major motion picture with Charlton Heston. But she's uh, – so I took her tune to Purple Never People, and I said – people or no people and we started singing people or no people we take bets as a family and then we roll down the window and we see if there's people or no people and then we high five and then each week we've added dance moves and more rituals to it and now it's like this whole like polynesian haka like we've got this whole (laughs) dance sequence with songs and we we play people or no people um but there was a point (laughs) when I wasn't quite sure if the world was going to end or not, where I would, I would make a fake smile and be like, show people or no people, huh? But in my heart, I was like, Oh God, please let there be people. Like, please. Someone. Yeah, exactly. I've got three bullets in this gun.
2: (laughs) So that's us. Uh, Joel, how about you? I, uh, I just keep playing contagion for my kids over and over and over again. Um, no, they're mostly sheltered. we tell them a little bit. Uh, I did do something a couple of days ago. Um, the, the TV station I work for I was doing like a thing for kids and like trying to, you know, bring awareness to, mm-hmm. you know, how children are feeling and how you, you know, uh, what, what what are children you know doing during all this and so i videotaped them for and if you haven't done this you should do this just to like record the the situation that we're all in but um so i, I recorded nolan for about 10 minutes and I recorded uh, cade for about seven minutes and i took him in and they're in a couple spots that are airing on the, on the tv station and um no one had very you know, he's kinda of unfiltered at this point as as a seven year old, you don't there's not a lot of mm-hmm. extra thinking behind it. So, um he's like, you know, there's not a lot of people going anywhere and that's kind of weird. And you know, <laughs> like a lot of comments like that. And then um so then I filmed Cade, and Cade's he's also at the age where he's starting to take a little bit from his father and ham it up a little bit, and he's like yeah, nobody's doing anything. It's like uh Who's the dad? <laughs> me as a father. Oh, no. Thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Um and uh and he goes, I don't know, I d well what are you gonna do, do this summer? And like, I don't know. I'll probably do stuff that like, you know, old people used to do, like play with marbles. And <laughs> And uh so that's one of the things that that, that made it through the editing process and, and it got on air. Yes. <laughs> and so so I think it's <laughs> hilarious and some people think it's hilarious. And I told my mother, and my mother's <laughs> like, Wait, do you think that, that we just played with marbles? Is that like <laughs> my, my mom started getting offended by it? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, it was it was, it was great. <laughs> we tripped that's acid. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't we just got- play with marbles.
3: We got an iMac, and we, uh, we had a land party of, of
0: Carmageddon. <laughs> oh, how about you, Dave? My, my kids, it's going to be another decade before we realize, before we finally find out how much damage we've caused yeah. to our children, me, me and my wife personally, because she's from <laughs> – she's, she's Bronx Italian, and I'm certifiable. So, like, between the two of us. At one point, our, do- our daughter – Cecilia asked us to stop talking about the phantom. Mm. Wall. Uh, we're at dinner, and my wife and I are just looking back and forth at each other, like, "Think we're gonna die this week?" She's like, "I don't know. Think we're gonna die this week?" I'm like, "Yeah, we do." And, the, and Cecilia's like, "You hear the clink of silverware?" <laughs> she looks over, is like, "Can we not talk about this anymore, please?" <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Uh, no, so we.
1: We have, Dad. Can you please light us a little bit about what's going on?
0: Yeah, they they <laughs> we're we're trying to make it. We're trying to normalize it as much as possible, which, with the help of uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. you know, we don't watch. Com- they don't know what a commercial is, um, and I don't play any cable news around them, and they don't. You know, they're they're not into the New York Times yet, uh, <laughs> and so, um, and and they have a built-in best friend, right? Because they're you know they're yeah. twins, so like. Uh, they're they're blissfully unaware of uh, I think a lot of what they they don't know that people are dying of this and um, they know that their parents were stressed out about it um, mm-hmm. but um, you know it's fine yeah at, at some point your kids need to I my, my great my grandparents lived through the depression and then went and fought World War II like they were all right you know <laughs> it's not so bad for our kids to know that there's you know, a virus just, you know, just eating its way through the globe,
1: you know. <sighs> Nothing a fifth well, of whiskey at night can uh, help solve, you know. We, yeah. we,
3: saw, we survived the Adam Walsh story.
0: That's we right. survived <laughs> Satan worshippers playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> see, <clears throat> I think about this because um, I, I do the math whenever we watch a show. You know, we'll see something about, we'll, we'll watch The Office with them and a character I'll mention they're naked or something like that, or want to be naked with, you know, and,
1: and how old with, are they now? Hold on. Give us some context. here. Remind us of the age now they're at, uh,
0: they're eight and a half, eight and a half. So, so I think about that. All right. I was, that was 1983. That's, you know, I was almost watching, uh, Ghostbusters in 84 and yeah. Uh, back to the future in 85. And, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, I, they're getting very close to where I was when mm-hmm. I was seeing far much worse stuff. Um, well,
1: PG in the, the '80s, there. like we've talked about before, was so I, I, I'll a put will of a PG movie now, and there'll be like naked breasts in it, and it makes yeah, <laughs> this past yeah, mess. we watched PG. Goonies
3: for the first time with with Viva, with the baby the other day, and Goonies is so much more inappropriate. And then we watched National the National Treasure movies and a, a few of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And Goonies, which was ostensibly a children's movie, mm-hmm. is so much more adult than these other movies that are ostensibly adult movies from the mm-hmm. last 10 yeah. or 20 years.
0: Yeah. It, it is kind of crazy when you think what Spielberg put out there mm-hmm. uh, for kids. But I, I, I love it. Like, I want them to watch those movies because they're way better than, you know, yeah. uh, Nicolas Cage running around looking for underground <laughs> constitutions. Yeah.
2: Well, and
3: it's not even uh, sure. There's tons of violence. Yes, there's some racial insensitivity, not so much in Goonies, but in some some movies. Um, Yes, there's swearing, but swearing. Who cares about swearing? Um, And you know, there's substance abuse. But these are all things that are easy to talk about. The thing that sticks with Viva is the abusive language towards children like we watched mm-hmm. home alone and she's like this is the cruelest most awful you know she like watched yeah. it mouth agape at, at the horror of how kevin's family treats it you know yeah we I mean? did
0: yeah <laughs> our girls did too you know uh the the, the uncle calling him a little jerk and yes. you know well i don't remember what the mom says but she's pretty evil to him Hmm. and he's pretty evil to her too i think she says i wish i'd had an abortion i wish you were dead yeah <laughs> Should have killed you when we had the chance.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh yes,
0: <laughs> no
2: yes.
3: Well, Todd, you can't you can't keep things from your children. They have their own phones. So where where are they at? Oh my god, yeah. So
1: the so Ellie as an as an eighth grader, I feel like she's kind of built for this. Um, she was already self isolating, you know, for the past. <laughs> Year and a half, I think, as a part of as a middle schooler. So um, not a lot has changed for her. I mean, she's missing out. Obviously, she's missing out on, on sports. That's the biggest thing that the kids are missing out on as they were both about either about to start a season or in the middle of a season that got canceled. So but but she seems to, uh, you know, not have been as as affected in terms of it doesn't interrupt what she would normally do except for the homeschooling part of it, which now it's I mean, she. the one thing we have done is we made and and. Uh, we've talked to my wife's students and the, and the students that I know other high school students and most students, their parents aren't making them get up by a certain time to do e-learning. Mm-hmm. And we've t- had them, you know, if it's an e-learning day, we want you to get up by like nine o'clock and just start the day just so you have something, you know, get that stuff done. So you, you're not doing it up to dinner time. Like, you know, it only takes a, it should only take a, they tell you it should only take about three hours to do your whole day's worth of, of e-learning for the mm-hmm. kids. And so we want them to kind of get that done and then they can have their day. Um, and we found that almost no other parents seem to be doing that. And I didn't know nope. if that was, uh, Dave, you might be able to speak to that and Matt <clears> you <throat> might too, but, uh, but it seemed like most of the kids I've asked that, that we know and most of Cal- my wife's students at the high school where she teaches, no one has to get up But you know, all the parents let them sleep till noon or one if they want to.
0: Yeah. I don't get email. I don't get any emails <laughs> throughout a, what would typically be the school yeah. day. I don't get emails from students until at least four or five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, we relaxed I have it a
1: little bit. Like we will let them yeah. go to 10 if they're, but I mean, I yeah. feel like why not just get up and do this
0: stuff? I know. Well, I've, I have office at like, uh, like Google meet mm-hmm. every day from 11 to 12 that they all know I'm on there and they can ask questions or say hi or no one. I mean, no, you know, I've got a hundred kids and <laughs> yeah. none of them have ever checked in. Um, and uh, about a third of all of my students don't do the work but they just yeah. had stopped yeah um so and i since we're all i think at this point know we're going to be doing this in the fall i don't know Oof. what the hell we're supposed to yeah uh,
3: my wife and i are both educators and we teach at private institutions so people have paid their money and they're going to get their full their full value so we teach from first thing normal time in the morning till it's all done and then and then great all night so we've got viva in she goes to public school, but we've got her mm. doing a lot of school. So we just dash back and forth from our Zoom classes to her and try yeah. to keep things keep things going. And I heard her the poor thing, I heard her talking smack about us on uh <laughs> Facebook Kids to one of her friends and she said my parents are both teachers. They make me do school all day. <laughs> and it's true because we're like, hey, we can differentiate to her level. So mm. we can push her and mold her into a genius. So we are being immensely cruel with rigor. Oh, uh, no. I had a private, private school, high school student say to me with a sister who's in public school. And she's like, yeah. I've got Zoom classes from eight in the morning till three in the afternoon, and everything's just like regular school. My sister makes one collage in the morning and then rides her bike for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: so true. That's so true well, because the the model the model at least <laughs> in Illinois is the, the do no harm model, meaning. As long as they're engaging, their their grades can't go down from where they were. So if you mm-hmm. and if you were happy with the grade you had, if you're getting a B in a class or an A in a class, show, as long as you engaged in some way, even if you turn in a blank piece of paper saying you know saying yeah that's this is all I'm going to do this week. As long as that you're engaged, they can't you know they your grades can't go down so that's that's caused a lot of kids to kind of tune out
0: yeah yeah the 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 goal i think is to just get everybody just to try to get everybody across the finish line not my goal (laughs) but the the goal of the the district is just to get everybody across the finish line and then pretend none of this ever happened right yeah and think yeah right you know (laughs) uh, because because listen to this so um this is the the official setup of grading like uh, each semester, the first quarter of each semester. So first and third quarter, um, the, the worst a student can get, the, the lowest grade a student can get is a 50%. So if they do nothing, they get a 50% so because they don't get a zero. Right. Yeah. So that, because they don't want them to then completely give up and you know do nothing second. Yeah. Because uh, you could half. never.
1: You could. I've I've heard. I've seen talks on this. And so you could. Because ne- you could never come back from a zero when you have to get to fifty. When you have to get to sixty right. or whatever it is to get all that yeah. failing. But if you get an
0: eighty, uh, in the mm-hmm. second half, then you can pass. Right. Yeah. So that's the logic. Well, they just switch the grading to where, um, if you get if you get a seventy, now it, that counts as an eighty in a an eighty counts as a ninety, and a ninety a hundred. Like, all, if so, if you want to pass this semester, mm-hmm. um, all you have to do you don't have to do, you don't have to have done any work in the first half because you're nothing. at a
1: fifty already.
0: You're at fifty. You all you need to get is a seventy percent in the second uh, quarter, and you'll and you'll and you'll pass yeah. seventy, and you'll pass the entire semester. <sighs> Yeah, it's all about getting past the finish. And mark, I have kids yeah. who aren't going to pass. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what's crazy. There, there's kids who still won't do. It. Like they made it yeah. so easy,
0: and so and easy, I, and they don't realize it. They don't take the time to do the to crunch the numbers. I'm like and there's some
1: on. that are that are truly in circumstances where they they have to make yes. a choice. They're working forty hours a week because their parents are laid off or whatever, and so you but know those
0: are so. Yeah, you,
1: that, those are the right few, yeah there's yeah. ones who are just they've just yeah they well
3: there yeah. is a there is an upside to it i'm just being a little bit contrary now for the sake of conversation but all four of us are in the arts slash showbiz slash entertainment slash information media right and now that we're not worried about walking down hallways and go to assemblies and gaming syllabuses and and <laughs> and jumping through hoops of point scoring I've got students on all kinds of different ages and levels who are doing some of their best work. And like the kids who want it, we're just sitting down and talking Turkey. Now we're just doing Mm -hmm. the work. And we're not playing games with points and scores. We're just like working on mastery. Cause when, when all this blew up, you look at your syllabus and you go, what are the outcomes here? Like, what are we really trying to get to? Mm
1: -hmm. And let's just
3: figure out what we got, what we want to get to and get to it and quit with the numbers games so, yeah, I mean, I guess there's kids who are low achievers who maybe then slide by or, yeah. or, or play the game. But a lot of the middle and high achieving kids, they're just, I don't know. I'm, I feel really freed up to work on mastery. I don't know how to get yeah. this to a comedy place where we can <laughs> riff on it. But, like, um, the, the only thing I worry about is authenticity. Like, I teach a lot of theater and acting and public speaking and so forth. And, like, some kids are doing their best work because they're not nervous because mm-hmm. even even via Zoom, it's less scary. So I'm yeah. like, well, are you? Would you be less good if we were in a room and everybody was staring at you for real with yeah. flesh eyeballs? But uh, I don't know. There's something for, there, there's something about this pandemic that has cut through a lot of BS. <laughs> yeah. No, I
1: would agree with that. Well, so Alex, uh, in, uh, my son is he's, he's 17, junior year. I mean, I the only thing I keep saying to him and and to help keep some perspective is, at least it's not your senior year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because you yeah. know his, he was you know, varsity baseball canceled. You know, prom canceled. Uh, um, you know, anything else, and still he might not play any any summer baseball either with the the travel team stuff. So that's the stuff. You know, he he's really been like a great attitude, and he's been doing his schoolwork and getting ready for AP tests and stuff like that. Um, I think I think just recently though, in the last couple weeks, I've seen kind of the the mental toll starting to. Take just mm-hmm. from like, why can't I go hang out with my friends? Why can't you know when can you know when can we start to do stuff again? And now that like the there was always a glimmer of hope that they might play some high school baseball at the end of the year, even over the summer, just to give this, those seniors a chance to play a little bit. And that seems to be gone completely now. So now I think now he's really feeling yeah. like
3: well, he does love against baseball, so that's a drag. <laughs> well, here's a question for the for the older kids and for like. I, I, this this is pertinent, I guess, to anybody from age twelve to to marriage. But uh, you know, you can still hang out with your friends online. You already did. You can still text back and forth. You can still play video games. You can still watch movies. Mm-hmm. But what About what occupied ninety five percent of my brain space in high school? <laughs>
1: yeah, which is the ladies. So uh, according to Alex, um, pretty much all of his friends that have girlfriends have the, they've they still see each other, like they hang out at each other's houses what so yeah like they'll they'll Uh so like the families have agreed like hey we're kind of so the kids can get together we're just gonna all share our germs with each other like we'll just pretend like we're one family so they're so the girlfriends and boyfriends. for the sake of
3: nookie they've put their their girlfriends in the in their bubble
0: yes hope my hope for my girl's sake there's no pandemic when they're in high school
1: (laughs) 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 yeah so you know alex had a on and off girlfriend, I think. So I don't know what their current status is, but yeah. but he has not, he has not uh, hung out with her at all during this. And, you know, we've <laughs> so- been
3: off of her for quite some time.
1: <laughs> it's been mo- definitely been mostly off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, I mean, I think, you know, if this go and, you know, obviously, you know, his version of, of, you know, I'm, you know, getting, you could, you know, kind of the, the, depression or whatever you'd call it I wouldn't say it's all a depression or anything, but he's he's got fatigue in the same way that <laughs> in the same way that that the the gun toten anti-maskers are oh, yeah. uh are uh you know protesting and you know uh because they they need to get their hair cut so um you know that's the, the it's it's one of those, it, the fatigue has set in because they've never had to deal with anything like this before where they have
2: had to well, make so sacrifices. If you've got the like steady that.
3: girlfriend, then you can like quarantine with her. Yeah. But what about the high school, like the dating around thing, the thing where on yeah, Friday it's... you go to the, uh, another school's football team and you yeah. game and you meet a cheerleader no, like, and
1: they're just missing out on all that. So for uh, yeah. Alex had a, so before this girlfriend, there was another girlfriend that he met and I didn't know There's something we haven't talked about uh, because we haven't done this in a while, but, apparently people uh teenagers will just hook up through instagram like someone follows like through degrees of separation like someone who follows someone a friend of someone and then next thing you know you slide into the dms and so then (laughs) so then this girl you know they started dating but they were completely different schools they didn't have any friends in common and i think that's why it didn't last because they're like oh this was fun for a few weeks, but like right. we our friends aren't the same friends. We don't go to the same school. So it's more of a hookup, I think. But geographically
3: undesirable. Yeah. <laughs> well, are there without getting too graphic about it, like are there digital workarounds to the carnal portion of all this?
1: Well if there Come are on.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if there are, I haven't walked in on any <laughs> Um. Yeah. Yeah. That. That. If that happens, I mean, luckily, I'm a heavy sleeper, so I don't know. I mean, my wife and I. This is the problem with the technology and the kids is that my. Well, my wife and I by 10 o'clock, we're pretty much turned in for the night. (laughs) They're going for five more hours after that, hanging out. You know, Ellie often stay up till 3 a.m. I'll 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 wake up to use the bathroom at 3 a.m. and I'll hear that she's putting away some dishes that she just finished having a bowl of cereal and watching Netflix. Mm -hmm. So, um, so there's a five hour period in, in uh, nightly where I have no idea
0: what's happening in my house. They (laughs) could drive to Chicago and go back. (laughs) Yep. They, they can't. Um, Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) <laughs> so that like, and this is
1: this is this is uh, again this is where I struggle as a parent. I've I've done a lot in the past with putting restrictions on technology. I think Ellie's phone becomes just a paperweight at midnight, um, it, you know, and uh, and she really is not happy about that. And she's asked multiple times, like, "Come on, like, do I really need to have the restrictions?" I'm like, "Well, if you if you." If you need your phone at 3 a.m., then that's why you don't need it's your phone at 3 a.m. Like yeah. That's why I need to turn it off, because you want to use it at 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure she's got a workaround on her Chromebook now where she's using that, ah. you know, for, like, Google Hangouts with her friends, which is, I mean, I guess that's fine. It's – it's uh, uh, I, there's something about the phone that I hate at, at 3 a.m., because it's more about the, the TikToks and the stuff like that, and I, you know – um, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're just if you just want to t- like have a video chat with a friend, that's different than spending all the time on on TikTok and Snapchat and stuff. So, so that's why we have the phone kind of for her, it shuts down at midnight. <laughs> she can't use anything on it except to if she had to call or text my wife or myself who are in the next room. So,
3: um, TikTok, I'll tell you what, like I, I got a TikTok, like I, I, I can I can tick the talks like the young people, but uh. I feel like I'm getting dumber by the second when I'm watching TikTok. Oh, like, it is so definitely bad. Harmful.
1: There's something about those stupid videos where someone just stands there kind of bopping, pointing to, like, a caption here and a caption there and something mm-hmm. down here, and then go like this. <laughs> so what did I just watch? And, uh... And why did I watch it? And it
3: well, it's probably the most uh, the the eighties nineties equivalent to that is MTV, right? Like we mm-hmm. watched twelve hours of terrible videos, and we went, "Well, those twelve hours were bad, but maybe the thirteenth <laughs> hour will be good." And I guess that's it, right?
0: It's just the blip for it version, the three second version of MTV. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think that what would happen when I got to my forties and the uh, the the next generation came along. I didn't think that the major difference in in the humor and in the production would be the the low production value, the low production quality. <laughs> yeah. Like everything that is made on uh well any meme, any anything on TikTok, like all of it looks like garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no there's no slickness to anything. And somehow there's no, no one
1: that became okay with our with the generation. Yeah. Like my not, kid's not even generation. okay,
0: but that's a it's a litmus test. They
1: almost prefer it. Right? Yeah. Like if something if it looks
0: too good, yeah. then your
1: old man's it. making it. right? Yeah, your old man. Right.
3: It's punk rock values somehow. Like it's a the, uh, lo-fi aesthetic. It makes it authentic. Here's really what, here, weird. Here's what I don't like about TikTok.
1: Like I loved Vines, right? Like they were funny. They were seven seconds long or whatever. What was the limit on a Vine? 15 seconds? Nine. Six. Nine? Nine, was, nine or six. It was six. short.
0: It was very short.
1: But, but that was all about like squeezing comedy into nine seconds. And some people did it really well. Um, if you do the thing where you're just scrolling through TikTok and those you know the 4U ones or whatever when you first go on it and then you know they're trying to do dances they're trying to be fun and then you see one that's like all about uh, like sexual abuse thrown mm-hmm. in there I'm like what? god now what like yeah it's like a TikTok about what happened to you when you were 13 like no that's uh. not like, and and so that's what disturbs me about it is that it's you're not going there just it's not like entertainment it's trauma <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were
3: watching TikTok for for the dances and, uh, and so we're dancing and we're looking at TikToks, we're planning TikTok dances I turn to put something in the refrigerator I turn back around and Viva's crying and I'm like oh god like who touched you right and she says daddy look and she holds up this vine and it's Eric it Vine see there you go see? this TikTok and it's got a caption and it says this mother gazelle sacrificed herself to alligators to save her baby <laughs> And I'm like, what is this maudlin garbage? Yeah. Right?
1: It is a lot of God. stuff on there. About I'd say about one out of every ten. So about ten percent of it is just so depressing and <laughs> and yeah. So like I, I can't imagine what. I've it not was,
0: seen any depressing ones. Really? I, you just got to scroll
1: no. through. Like just keep flipping up and you'll see. <laughs> <it>. There's <laughs> a lot
2: of ris- there's a lot of risque stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. So like I'll look at something and then my kids come in the room. And like, Wait a minute. I can't be watching
1: this. So, yeah. and that's one of those things where like I <laughs> I can't I I can't shelter the kids from everything that's out there. So, I know that they've seen way more than, you know, uh, you know what I'd prefer, but at the same time I know what what I what I had well, seen. Well, you're trying to do
3: age. you're trying to figure out the differential there like yeah. where you're like, okay, what kids need naughty things to yeah. help them grow, right? Yeah, that's part and, like, of things, that
1: yeah that's definitely part of that is you need they to need see.
3: things that make us feel uncomfortable so yeah. that they can come into their own so to what degree is this just Madonna singing like a virgin like what's yeah. the line like yeah. where am I being a fusty old or weirdo the, and the to same to as us
1: finding dirty magazines in the forest preserve yes you know that's the equivalent of it except they get it delivered they don't have to work for it you know, yeah they don't have we to go to, find, a, to find, a,
0: find an oil drum in the woods like- <laughs> right. they just have uh, to log into the chip that's in their head <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so um yeah it's 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 uh i its it's a battle with my daughter at least to to keep some restrictions on there and and i guess i'm not you know i'm not winning any popularity contests but i'm not supposed to i guess but
0: <laughs> do you ever say don't go to bed at three a m yeah, They're
2: like yeah, and I get these. Refuses to.
0: She's
1: she's like I'm not tired, like, but if you just lay there long enough, you'll fall asleep. Not I tired. Promise.
2: You're not using enough drugs.
1: Well, maybe I need to start waking her up at like 6 a.m. till she ha- till go. she's so tired that she'll fall asleep. Yeah, Part of I mean, it she'll, is she'll nap
2: during the day though, won't she? Uh.
1: No, she really is not a napper. Alex can nap during the day. She will not. She's pretty good. She doesn't nap. Now, part of it is she she used to have volleyball four days a week and she was exhausted and she'd go to sleep earlier because she was tired and now that's all gone. And so she's just got really nothing that, you know, wears her down during the day. You need to introduce manual labor. You go well, yeah, yeah i think uh
3: you need to you need <laughs> to have her dig a below ground trampoline that's
1: right <laughs> she, maybe but i but they'll never the trampoline will never show up we're just gonna keep digging the hole yeah let's <laughs> just, you know, just keep it digging <laughs> yeah it's coming yeah. but i think we need it i think we got to scrape off another three inches of that dirt there
0: <laughs> i say seven feet make it eight <laughs>
1: that is going to do it for part one of this special episode of the paternity test. Be sure to join us early next week for part two. Until then, you can always find us on Twitter at the dad test as well as on Facebook. Also, you can always reach us through email at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. All right, stay safe, everybody, and we'll see you for part two.